Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Welcome to the Poisoner's Cabinet. I'm Sinead. And I'm Nick. And this is your weekly podcast exploring the lives of the great poisoners and macabre murders from across the centuries and creating curious cocktails inspired by the tales we tell. And it's episode 118. <laughs> <laughs> Marvellous. Marvellous. Hooray. We're here. We're hot because there's a heat wave in the UK. How are you, Nick? <laughs> Not as hot as I was. I've cooled moderately. I'll alert the media. I'm, I think they should. They are desperate to know. <laughs> so. there's, a, there's a gauge in England. Hot on the, the temperature, uh, the normal temperature that you'd see, and also the Nick gauge. Yeah, and then but then I did feel slightly guilty because there's people on Patreon and stuff like that. Okay, well, it's 47 degrees here. Well. <laughs> we have darling <laughs> listeners around the world who are currently sweltering. Well, surviving much better than we yes, are. Yes, well, they've got air conditioning everywhere. Maybe they do or they've just acclimatized or they complain less than us or maybe they're complaining more and that's what's helping them wherever you are we hope that you're happy whether you're hot or cold or they're combining the two yes i don't know you might be doing some weird sort of sauna ice treatment okay is that a thing uh yes right in scandinavian countries good to know you go into the sauna you jump in the you do, snow. and then you jump in yes that's very true no. yeah i love all that stuff yeah. I'm not going to do it. Seems unpleasant. But then you get to be righteous about it later. I got, I've got plenty of stuff to be righteous about. Oh, so it does, doesn't have to be jumping in a round place. Yes, but you're well otherwise. Yeah, I can sit on a sofa and be righteous. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Any poisonings this week? No. 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 no, no. Been too Ooh. busy fanning myself to wonder what other people are getting up to. <laughs> All fan and air conditioning salesmen we should poison this week <laughs> jacked their prices right up, haven't yeah. they? I did consider buying a fan, but I thought, well, for like the two days it's really hot, do I need to spend 500 quid on a Dyson fan? Probably not. No, Nick, because no one needs to spend that much on a fan. Just get a fan. But I thought, well, no. <laughs> you deserve fancy I things. I deserve fancy things. We established just before yeah. we started recording. You... I deserve fancy things. <laughs> you do understand that for the 500 odd pounds, maybe for a Dyson fan, you could probably get an air conditioner. I'm not going to buy a Dyson fan. Are you going to buy an air conditioner? Maybe. No, I'm not going to buy an air conditioner. It's going to go move into my office at work. They've got beds there. I'll just go. Absolutely fine. Be fine. Make my own little den in the corner. No one will. It's a big shop. No one. No one will notice. You're living out everyone's childhood dream. You're going to live in a furniture store. Yeah, I did that one. Well, I didn't live in it. I did sleep in one once. Yes, you told us. So which I probably shouldn't have done. In an old job, not my current job. In an old job. <laughs> But still, it's coming, <laughs> apparently, people. Mm, yeah. Well, you can always use that £500 to pay me to fan you for um, a minute because uh, my rates are high. 
Yeah, I'll get the Dyson fan. <laughs> <laughs> Marvellous. Well, speaking of fanning your friends for little recompense and uh, sleeping in places that you're not supposed to sleep, I think it's time for us to thank our delicious Patreon subscribers. No, we certainly should, and they're a jolly bunch this week. We, we have them marvellously named Gee Buttersnaps. I like your very good name. Thank you, Cat Hill. <laughs> and to Lauren Manrique. Thank you very much for joining us on our very exciting new Patreon adventures. Mm. We love you, Patreons. You're very sexy. You're very, very attractive. Oh, such good chat happening on Patreon. It's so nice over there at the moment. Jolly. All of the cyanide connoisseurs on there got a very, very special preview of a very, very special video. But yes, lots of debate, lots of talk. Oh, it was a Kentish murder? Oh, it was, wasn't it? Yes, it was that was Kentish it. murder. Oh, it was Bensley. Bensley. It was dear old Bensley. Bensley at the sawmill. Yeah, Bensley at the sawmill. There was trouble at the old mill. Oh, there was indeed. And he was a very exciting episode. It was. A good it was. One. Yet still people are still commenting on the Typhoid Mary story we did last week. It is also a good story. The debate rages on (laughs) people. That's the place to be if you want to get more Poisoner's Cabinet content every single week and all sorts of extra bonus material. Well, Nick, are you ready? Yes. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I think so. You're you're psyching yourself up. Yeah, come on. Let's go. To drink cocktails and talk about poison. Oh, yeah. Or, or we could drink poison and talk about cocktails. This seems preferable at the moment. It does, right. <laughs> okay, the heat and the various conversations we have off air that don't make the final cut, but we'll be on Patreon. Should we go with the first one? Oh, yeah, whichever one that was, I've lost track. But yes, it sounds like a good idea. I trust you. Something cocktail and Some, chatty. Something cocktail and chatty. What a R- lovely way to spend an evening. Rather than deathy and cocktaily. Yes. That way round. That way round. The first one. The first one. Well, it is mastery this week. Hooray, hooray, hooray. But we can't, we can't, we can't possibly have a story without a cocktail in hand. As you know, dear listeners, every week we choose a secret ingredient that is inspired by the tale that we tell. And it will flavour our cocktail of the week. And this week's secret ingredient is... Rain. Rain. Yes, rain. So rain, water, rain, all well, sorts that, of things. Well, that was an option, but there has been no rain for many days. No, no, no. We have actually picked rain in the middle of a drought. In the middle, I think drought is slightly overworking it slightly. It's a drought. It's a drought, <laughs> Nick. By the number of bloody helicopters that are flying over our houses every day, watching us for hose pipe usage. Oh, there was a plane very low today. Was there? The, the roof did rattle. Oh. Well, and we all thought, oh, that's very low. Were you using your hose pipe? I was. No, I was at work, and there's no hose piping in the shop. Isn't there? It's, it's a rule. <laughs> just, just don't get the hose pipe out on the sofas <laughs> just rinse the place down a bit nick stayed over last night <laughs> squeegee the walls <laughs> you were just at home with your own hose pipe <laughs> none of that none of that, none of that. <laughs> oh it's innuendo city in tonight's episode as well you need to know with, well with rain with rain so we could have gathered rainwater, which would be very sustainable yeah, but less exciting in a cocktail, I feel. I don't know if the rainwater has much of a, a particularly unique flavour. I'm, I'm not drunk rainwater, I must admit. Does it have a particularly unique flavour? It's just quite to, fresh. To impart sure. into a cocktail? If well, it depends where you got it from. If you're just going out and, like, something from a puddle. No, that's more standing water. Yeah. And that so, could be wee from an animal. Yeah, well, I'm assuming it was rain. Yes. But you never know. You could be right. Yes. But, but it's not yeah. that. Anyway, it's, it's not that. It's not that. It's not that. Okay. Stop going on about that. <laughs> You st- you started talking about it and then you go, stop it, stop it now. You're distracting I- me with your foolishness. <laughs> that is entirely my job. <laughs> well, with rain as the ingredient inspiration, yeah. what have you come up with? Well, I thought, where does rain come from? The Lord. The Lord. <laughs> the no. Lord's tears. So I thought, oh, 
When do you get rain? I was thinking. When do you get rain? Oh, is Ooh. this going to be some really re- obscure thing that I'm going to punch you in the face for? Some sort of geography lesson <laughs> about yes, when is because rain? Because it actually it comes from the ocean. It comes from the ocean and it goes up. So no. that's uh, if it's the freaking ocean, Nick. <laughs> that will that would be a tenuous link. I grant you. Even for me, we are having okay a three storms flip. A three storms flip. Yeah, see, uh, three storms. That's going to be a lot of rain. Most storms are rainy. Thunder and lightning and rain. Yeah, okay, I'll give yeah, you that. Give I'll me give that, that one. That's very well, kind. A lot of people on social media were going storm, dark and well, stormy. Well, I did I did think dark and stormy. That yes. that that was certainly a possibility. Mm. Um, and to be honest, I, I did actually buy the fixings for all dark and stormies. <gasps> so if this cocktail is dreadful, we can have a dark and stormy as well. Yay, yay. Um, oh, I like a dark and stormy, so I think. We have a backup stormy cocktail. Okay, so a three storm flip. Yeah. This was a complicated name. Somersaulted all over the place. Now flip. You said the word flip. I did. That is giving me a hint of something that's in it. Oh, I wondered if you might get that. It's some sort of eggy based thing. It's a custard drink. It's <laughs> Yeah, because a flip has got egg in it, hasn't it? Mm. Oh, maybe. Look at you and your cocktail knowledge. Yes, 118 episodes. <laughs> I learned a thing. Where's my prize? Your prize is an exciting cocktail. Okay, good. Well, that's the perfect prize. I am excited. I think it is high time for us to hurry, hurry away from the storm into the poisonous cabinet kitchen and shake up another storm. See you in a minute. <laughs> we'll see you in a bit. And we're back. Hello. Ooh, a three storm flip. Three storms flip. Not one, not two, but three. But three. It looks exciting and, and scary. It does. It looks really cool. I'm liking the look of this. I would say it would look very cool if I'd never had any of the golden Cadillac mustard-based drinks that we've had. <laughs> I can assure you there is nothing remotely similar to this and a golden Cadillac. Because it looks very yellow. It looks very yellow. And I'll give mustard you that. sometimes makes it yellow. <laughs> Promise you there is no mustard. Yeah, it does look like custard in a glass. Yeah. Which is a I good like thing. The, I like the little the layery thing going on there. Yeah, it's a proper foamy layered yeah. head. Ooh, three storms. Ooh, they all converge to flip <laughs> over and make something lovely and sunshiny. Hopefully so. I have high hopes for this as mm. it's been a quite a while. If we've ever had... A, have we actually ever had a flip? I don't think not. We've done them as random challenges and such. We have. Uh, but never actually. I don't think it actually has under... As a cocktail. Wow. Okay. First time, possibly, people can correct us. We've had egg-based. Yeah, egg white. load of egg whites. But this is, uh, this is the yeah, flip yoki, is... Yoki Yoki. Yoki which is hence the, the extreme yellowiness. It had a whole egg in it. A whole egg? Just a whole egg. Okay, not one for vegans, yes. but I think all we can do is dive in. So, Indeed. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Ooh. 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 Mm, mm. Ooh, smoky. Smoky. Ooh, yeah, I like that. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure. I don't dislike it. <laughs> I don't, it's very smoky. Yeah, that, that that there is that, and that's perhaps slightly too punchy for my taste. So a little bit. I might too much. have to take that down a bit because I don't mind make this again. Very nice mouthfeel. Well, second sip's better. Second sip's better because the first sip, there's a lot of smokiness. I'm 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 going to venture oh, that's right. a. Is there an eyelet in there? There is indeed. Yeah. Yeah. You can't yeah. mistake the eyelet. No. The first time you taste it, it's all like oh, you can taste. Oh, the second sip, as you say, it just is certainly. Once your palate gets used to it, it completely mm. mellows it out. That's a really interesting combination. That's good. Because it's kind of smoky, fire, and then creamy. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it doesn't taste of egg. It doesn't taste. It doesn't of taste egg. of egg. It doesn't just has a lovely like... smoothness about it. Ooh, yes. So you guessed some Isle. You guessed. You guessed an egg. <laughs> <laughs> an Isle and an egg, and that's it. Got any any other okay. any other thoughts? I will say that the Isle is very overpowering mm-hmm. from the first sip, so that unfortunately dulls the senses a bit, and I think that's a. Uh, an issue yeah, with this recipe yeah, yeah. no I'm not, I'm, I'm not i ain't lying no no i would agree it probably could be dull knock back a bit while i'm stupid and every time i guess on any of the ingredients as we all know after 118 episodes i go there's definitely this in it no fuck is, is there anything orangey in there there's some orange bitters in there orange bitters because it didn't taste like it was cointreau there's another spirit in there is it gin no is it <laughs> no, it is. It's all the yellow things it's I can find. Is it fucking yellow chartreuse? No, it's not yellow chartreuse. Oh, it's no, green chartreuse. There's no chartreuse of any variety in there. Oh, chartreuse. <laughs> I, I honestly don't know. Uh, okay. I think everything else is a mystery. So we have a base. It's dark rum. Oh. We have so we have some dark dark rum. Ugh. Then we have falernum. The, the, who and the what now? The, so it's uh, it's a liqueur called falernum. Did you make this up? No, no, it's a real thing. We've used it before. Oh, oh, um, when? <laughs> I can't remember exactly which cocktails, but we've definitely used it before. This is one of the mystery tapes that has so been lost. So it is. Uh, Fulham is again. A, it's a Caribbean spirit. So it's basically a spiced white rum that's got lime and few spices, cinnamon, and things like that in it. I mean, it's it's an old, old, old spirit. It's uh, it's, not, it's I, not new. Why isn't it in my face right now? <laughs> I've never really seen it as the main thing of a main body mm. of a cocktail, but always there as a as something supportive to try and. To, yeah, in, supportive. Support, it is a supportive sort of to <laughs> encourage other flavors. It's your therapy it's, spirit. It's always sort of like the second spirit in a in a cocktail. <laughs> it's there if you need it. It's there. One of those things you would know if it wasn't. Yeah, and then yeah. some orange bitters, an egg. The recipe calls for a, a pinch of salt and also a grinding of pepper, which is also in there. Um, which I must admit, I'm not particularly getting. Again, one of those things, perhaps if it wasn't there, I would notice. Salt and pepper, you shouldn't taste them necessarily. They should Yeah, it enhance. highlights. It's a, it is a, yes, indeed. Uh, but yeah, and then shaky, shaky, shaky. Shaky, shaky, shaky. I like it. Yeah. We've said it every time, you know, an Isle malt, love an Isle malt. I'm not a fan of them in cocktails. It's very overpowering. It's really overpowering. And everything else you said, dark rum, that, that liqueur that clearly I drank, was so happy about it, forgot it completely. <laughs> It was like a really good one night stand. That's all sort of, it feels like it's lost under the overpowering smokiness of an Islay in I've, such a subtle drink. I'd say the more I'm getting into it, the, the Islay is definitely receding. It is. It's mellowing um, a lot. So you're, as, as your palate gets used to that really, it's, I suppose in that regard, it's a bit like a Campari or something like that. It's this well, massive, true. massive oomph of a flavour that just smacks you when you first have it. But that mm. as you as you carry on, your palate gets accustomed to it and the other, and it sort of melts more with the other the other flavours and things, which I think is what's happening. But it's certainly what's happening for me anyway in this drink. And I'm well, finding it very pleasant. I agree. I've had several sips now. <laughs> Can't taste the... The Islay is not as overpowering. Yep, for sure. You definitely taste the rum coming through mm. now. Ooh, it's it's one that develops. It does develop. Develops on the palate. I like it. Yeah, don't think it would be as good without the egg. I think it needs that sort no. of body that... That always got creaminess. So yeah. So if you're not an egg eater or you are <laughs> <laughs> vegan or some such, then I'm afraid this this is definitely not one. I wouldn't try it without. If you're happy with a raw egg, then crack on. It's really good. Oh, is that an intentional part? Well, that wasn't actually, but it's very good. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> just realise how funny I am without even noticing. I do like an egg-based drink. I, did, I didn't ask you if you're if you're happy with an egg. I know, <laughs> you, you've been through you, Well, I've, I've seen you knock back raw eggs. <laughs> because you forced me for the entertainment and you declined to. I do want to try, maybe we'll have a mid-break. I do want to try that liqueur on its own. By all means. Maybe I did it last time we had this. We've definitely used it before because the bottle's open. So... <laughs> And I use it in a Cosmopolitan as well. I know we've not had a Cosmopolitan on the episode, but if I ever no. make a Cosmo, then I will also use it in that. Yep, yeah, listeners, tell us so if we, we have used it. People <laughs> who are keeping track, have we actually used it? Or did Nick just open it, forget about it one night? The three storms bit I don't understand. Maybe, nah. maybe it's tumbly, strange, tumbly, strainy. smoky. There's smoke in the air. Yeah. That's what happens with storms. Yeah, chickens were terrified, laying all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> And the there was there was an abundance other. of eggs. What do we do with these eggs? They said <laughs> in the middle of the storm. In the middle of these storms. Cocktails. Maybe we should batten down the hatches and protect our loved ones. No cocktails. No. <laughs> well, with the three storm flip firmly in hand. Oh, I do like a star egg. I would like a star Hooray, hooray, hooray. We are going to tell a story this week of a good old-fashioned lady poisoner. Err. Mm. Back, back mm. to the roots. Back to the roots. Another Borgia. Of such and such. <laughs> it's a story that could be tinged with sadness, but I'm going to tell it funny. <laughs> okay. I, I will leave it to your judgment. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> At the end. It's not, no, it's not like I've just gone like, oh, there's a terrible tragedy. <laughs> yeah. Has Sinead crossed the line? <laughs> well, you, you can you can decide how far up on the down the bastardometer okay, sure. she was, as we've talked about before. So this week, Nick, me and this seagull. You and the seagull. We are going to tell the story of Martha Wise. Oh, I know this story. Do you, though? Well, I, I know of it. So Martha Wise. Martha Wise was born Martha Hazel in 1883 in Hard Hard Scrabble, Ohio. Hard Scrabble. Tiny, tiny hamlet of farms at the time. Not a very nice area. Hard Scrabble also means just rough ground. Yeah, just rough. Of, yeah, absolutely. Of, of, of grimness. Mm. And it's a good setting. It's a good setting. Okay. Martha is the daughter of a pair of farmers. Sophie Genka. I think it's pronounced, and Wilhelm Hazel. And she has four siblings. Now, this is not a prosperous, wealthy farming <laughs> family, Nick. No, 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 no. They are poor. Martha and her siblings did not get much of an education, and life growing up in hard scrabble is just about as fun as it sounds. <laughs> it's just toiling and tending the land and being generally miserable all the time. It wasn't just like of an evening. No, you could only have more than five letters. <laughs> <laughs> None of your twos and threes and fours. That's too easy. We you play hard scrabble here. I would say hard scrabble would be two letter words the whole time. Just just two letter words. Yes. Oh, uh, that would be bloody impossible. Impossible. It's impossible scrabble. Or hard scrabble. <laughs> <laughs> so Martha's prospects, let's say, were not particularly positive. It's not looking like a good outset in life. It's it's going to be a a life of working hard and. Finding a bow in the area is not going to be... There's not going to be the pick of the bunch, as it were. Now, Martha was described as well as having a pinched face and sunken eyes. It's never a good description, really, is it's it? It's not a good combination, no. either. Raw-boned, she was called, and... That's <laughs> a nickname. No, not a nickname. Mar- just... Martha Raw-boned. <laughs> I mean, that also sounds dodgy. Um, but... <laughs> Where did your brain go? <laughs> my, my brain went into a weird places there. I don't want to pick this apart, Nick. I'm just going to leave it as it is. I don't know what part of the internet you're going on. Well, she was that. Pinched face, sunken eyes, and simple. Oh. Simple. She was not only poor, but she was considered below average intelligence. And she was teased mercilessly for her poverty, for her appearance. 
She was also apparently a sickly child. Now, there is some indication that she had spinal meningitis when she was a child. No, it's not going to help. It's not going to help your mental development. It's not going to help your physical development. But she not only had this illness, but she liked to visit doctors a lot. As a child, as an adult, she liked to go in and say, here's my latest ailment. Here are all the things that are wrong with me. And they were like, no, 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 you're fine. You're fine. You're just a bit weird. That's that's all we can find that's wrong with you. No, she loved to go to see the doctor and was something of a hypochondriac. Obviously, it had some illness as a child, mm. but she decided she was going to keep playing that card well into her teens and adulthood. Now, I've, I've painted a grim picture. You have, rather. But I'm going to lighten the mood, Nick. I should hope so. Because at the age of 23... She has high hopes of changing her luck because she is going to go out to the box social. Well, that sounds like an exciting evening. Now, Nick, I have to ask you, do you actually know what a box social is? Is it some sort of dancey thing in a barn <laughs> to sort of meet meet people? And oh, oh. Or, or am I completely up the wrong tree there? It is a social. Obviously, you go there with the uh, any sort of social at this time oh, yeah. is to meet a pr- prospective absolutely. partner. Yes, uh, you may be dancing. No, no, the the box social. This is absolutely true. They the were in boxes. There are boxes involved. Oh, good. Okay, there are boxes involved, and they pop it, out. It, and... it's, yeah, it's like, it's like Noel Edmonds is there as well. <laughs> <laughs> you get husband number four. No, he's shit. <laughs> deal or no deal. <laughs> it's not dissimilar, Nick. It's not okay. Dissimilar. I think it's a tradition that was started in Vermont, but you have this social event. Yeah. The ladies turn up. Yeah. And they bring with them beautifully decorated boxes. Okay. They decorate their box. One does. And in the boxes is a lovely meal for two. Oh. It could be a luncheon. A lovely hamper. It could be a picnic. It could be a dinner. And they bring their boxes up to the stage or the <laughs> rostra, wherever they are. <laughs> the wherever box, this box is happening. viewing area. <laughs> the box viewing area behind a curtain through a pinhole. And the gentlemen who are attending this social event bid for the ladies' boxes. Okay, I'm, yeah, no, I'm going with it. We're, we're going to just gloss we're over gonna, the We're going to, yeah, absolutely. No, what, what innuendo? Don't rise to it, Nick. Don't no, rise to it. It's no fine. innuendo. They are going to bid for a chance to bid chase the lady's box and have what's inside it. <laughs> now, if you're smart, if you're smart as a lady, Nick, if you if you were up on that stage yeah. and you had brought a lovely box. Oh, glitter. <laughs> Open the box. Like glitter fucking everywhere. <laughs> Just an explosion. Explosion of glitter. <laughs> like a jack in a box. Someone pops out and punches you in the face. The guy is knocked out yeah. cold. <laughs> it's just a pork bar on a spring. <laughs> oh, pork and box. Mm. <laughs> no, 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 but Nick, no, no. If you were attending a box social, yeah. let's no, let, let's be frank. You're going to be up on that stage and you may have had your eye on a gentleman mm. beforehand. You may have had, you know there's a beau, potential beau who's coming and you want him to bid for your box. Well, you want to find out what he likes. Do you want to exactly. tailor your box? You do. Yeah. You want that box to look beautiful. You yeah. want to sort of send a signal subtly. This is the age of decorum. You know, we can't just be literally lifting up our shirts while, while showing our box. It would be too much. We need to subtly give an indication to that gentleman. I would be very happy if you bid for me. And this would be a lovely, lovely date mm. that we had. So you might decorate the box in the colours. But, you know, maybe his his sporting team, you know, again, like not Arsenal. With, with, his, with his name. <laughs> <laughs> just this. Just written in blood across the front. <laughs> Bob, I love you. <laughs> Maybe a little bit more subtle. Think more subtle. Subtle, subtle. subtle. Okay, subtle. You know, perhaps his, uh, you know, in, in certain states would be his university colours or maybe a big moustache or something. <laughs> Painting a picture of your favourite cow. And he would be... His favourite cow, surely. His favourite cow. His favourite yeah. cow, yeah. You have a mutual favourite cow, clearly. How did this courtship begin? <laughs> 
he's going to bid extra hard and heavy yeah. for the box. So you get your box out and he goes, oh, I like the look of that. And he pays a lot of money for your box. Then he gets hold of your box and then you both go and eat the food that is in the box. You have a lovely meal together and then marriage, probably. <laughs> I should hope so after that. <laughs> it's been a whirlwind. <laughs> Absolutely. What an evening. <laughs> With child by now. <laughs> It's also a good opportunity for the lady to show what a good cook she is. Well, it's very true, yes. Because it's not just the outside. It's not just the box. <laughs> it's what's inside it's the count stick. That lovely, lovely pork pie. <laughs> the ladies of the time want to show they're going to be good wives, good yeah. providers, good cooks. So maybe some lovely sandwiches, maybe a lovely pecan pie, maybe an array of terrines. And a roast goose. <laughs> a roast goose. <laughs> I just still imagine the hottest woman there, the most beautiful, and everyone's bidding for her beautifully, beautifully decorated box, and she sits down, and it's just like a dead badger. <laughs> it's, a, it's a packet of hula hoops. Get on with it. <laughs> it's a picture of some food. I drew a chicken. <laughs> Dig in, my love. See, mine would just be like 50 quid. Oh, we'll go out. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't be arsed. We'll get takeaway. <laughs> I'll pay. I'm not much of a cook. I'm a demon in the sack. Can I interest you in this other box? <laughs> and the magic of romance continues. Oh, it is romance. Oh, it is. So there we go. All this has happened at the box social. It sounds great. Can we go? <laughs> <laughs> there need to be more box socials. Poor Martha. This is in hard scrabble. So she is really fighting for supremacy yeah. here. She's probably up there with a horse crate that's just filled with potatoes. Maybe she wasn't even part of the box, but she was just hanging up coats. And everyone was like, oh, well, you'll do at the end. No, apparently she did take part. I'm joking. She did take part and apparently had some very lovely chicken sandwiches. Excellent. Ooh, in like the box. Sandwich. We, we've had chicken as an ingredient before. We, have. uh, we haven't had sandwiches. Who could have had sandwiches? <laughs> I could have eaten a sandwich. <laughs> could have just eaten a sandwich yeah, and had some gin. I like a sandwich. I only found out there was chicken sandwiches very late in the day, <laughs> mate. Okay. <laughs> but Martha, despite her, I don't know what to call them. Chicken, chicken sandwiches. Despite her chicken sandwiches, did manage to bag a gentleman. Well, hurrah. And he himself, Albert Wise, was not exactly the prize pig on the gentleman's side. He was a lot older than her. Mm. Good 20 years on this 23-year-old woman. But the two are wed. They have a courtship. They are married quite soon. And Martha has high hopes that she will now have a happy life as a wife and a mother. She can move away from the farm to his farm. He has a 50-acre farm. Eh, not so much. No? No, he does have a big farm. <clears throat> a big, big, big old farm. And upon arriving, Martha realises that Albert didn't really want a wife. He just wants another farmhand. Oh. Someone who is free. Yeah, doesn't have to pay her. Yep, carry out free labour. He's not kind to her either. Mm. Doesn't even give her a wedding ring, just goes off to work with you. Rude. She had to do all the tasks on the farm that a woman was expected to do and also what a man was expected to do. Mm. She would later say, I kept ploughing and hoeing and baking. Okay. Hoeing is in with a Yeah, yeah, I got that, thanks. Ring. All that box talk. <laughs> she had to do this even while pregnant. Boo boo. She didn't do her chores. Clip mm. around the ear. Yeah. Not no, we treated don't like well. You, Mr. Weiss. We don't like him at all. The first child that she had, Walter Austin, was his name. Some people call him Albert. He did not survive long after birth. Mm. Which is very sad. I don't know though that was down to all the work she was doing while pregnant. Mm. She did go on to have four healthy children. Excellent. But it's still not a happy time for Martha. Children don't necessarily solve all your problems. This is true. But Martha, while toiling and hoeing and baking and looking after children and dodging blows from her husband, has one, one respite, one thing that cheers her up endlessly. Nothing she loves more on earth than funerals. <laughs> okay. I mean, who doesn't love a good funeral? I mean, it's good crack. 
Yeah, great fun. I mean, that's a whole different kind of box. Yeah. <laughs> Secret ingredient could have been boxes. <laughs> it really could have. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what. I think you would have yelled at me if I'd said that. Probably. I yell, I yell at you for most things. Yeah, funerals. I mean, like Irish funerals are good crack. I mean, fair enough. We're like we can we can drink and sing late yeah. into the night and we're allowed. English funerals. They're, they're less exciting, really, less aren't exciting. they? American yeah. funerals kind of depends. Your Irish I, heritage. So some of them are good. Some of them are a bit. Bleh. But. <laughs> Martha, oh, she loved a funeral. She loved a funeral. It was her one source of entertainment. And she would walk (laughs) miles, miles until her feet were sore. She would attend every funeral in the area within about a 20-mile radius, regardless of whether she knew the person. Okay, just any old, read it it in the paper, funeral of such and such. Funeral. Oh, sounds like a good outing. It's like a new film. She wanted to be out there, right there at the front. And she not only attended them, but she wailed and cried along with all the other mourners. Okay. Absolutely gave it full lung well, capacity, uh, crying, screaming, Irving, Irving. Oh, what's his name? Let's read the headstone. Oh, Julius, Julius. Well, if you're going to do it, go for it. If, you, if you're if going to do it, just go. Yeah, absolutely. Have at it. Clearly some sort of outlet for her, <laughs> which is sad, which is, you know, if she's it trying is, to get yeah. stuff out. However, not so great for all the people at the funeral going, who the fuck this are you? This is true. It's slightly distracting from actual grief. Yes. <laughs> if asked why she was there, she simply said, I like funerals. <laughs> Brilliant. I like funerals. I like funerals. <laughs> Didn't try to cover That's it for a, a second. You got trace. I like funerals. I like funerals. <laughs> so this went on for nearly 20 years. Oh, God. <laughs> it's true. This, this is her life. This is Martha's very sad well, life. But, you know, you're just toiling and slaving and raising children. Going to funerals going to funerals to get her kicks. Until at the age of forty, Martha finds herself a widow. Oh. Now Albert dies. She that funeral. Oh my god. <laughs> Can you imagine? Albert dies suddenly. We don't know what of. There is no information on this whatsoever. Be in his sixties by then. So. He is. Oh his life is over. So yeah, yeah. absolutely. I mean it's like, how has he lasted that long? He's he's done fuck all, apparently. Yeah. She's done everything. But he is dead. Big funeral for Martha. But Martha is now free. Free from her miserable husband's control. It only seems to increase her strange behaviour. She she just keeps going to funerals. Oh, she's really ramping it up now. Sobbing louder and longer than before. She's giving eulogies for people she doesn't <laughs> even know. Not really. She's trying to find sympathy for other mourners. Some said that she just was now wandering around like the farm at night. Seemingly just not really all there turning up on neighbours' doorsteps, wild-eyed, and people said she was foaming at the mouth and barking like a dog. Perhaps a slight exaggeration, maybe. Well, I will say at this point, there are some thoughts that maybe she was epileptic. If she had epilepsy, that was undiagnosed at the time, was prone to episodes. Now, not the the funeral stuff doesn't, it doesn't explain that, but the foaming at the mouth. We don't know a lot of reports at the time are that she turned up at doctors and she said she had everything under the sun and she would display every symptom that she'd read about, or she could barely read that she'd heard about. So, all these episodes aside, Martha is left with four children to provide for. Mm. So... It is time, time for her to find a new husband. Right. One who would love her and care for her and provide for her and pay handsomely for her box. <laughs> and also, this is a great time for us to have a lovely sip of our drinks. <laughs> I finished mine. Have you finished yours? Yeah. Do you need another drink? Maybe. Okay, well, let's just pause for another drink. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. 
So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. So Nick, we have uh, shashed away for a little uh, extra drink and mm, we yes. have mixed up a dark and stormy. Dark and stormy, very kindly made by Missionaid. With Nick shouting instructions <laughs> at me. So, so hopefully it's okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's good. Tasty goodness. Oh, that's my, oh, that is my cup of tea. Yeah, that's good. Oh, it's spicy. It's hot. It's it's beguiling. <laughs> it's like my box. Back to the story, then. Back Nick. to the story. Back to the story, Nick. Martha is looking for a new husband mm. now that Albert has popped his clogs and shuffled up this mortal corp. And it wasn't long before Martha found what she thought was a perfect match. A perfect match for her. The much younger Walter Johns. Well, she, I suppose she has got like a 50 acre farm now. Mm. So she, yeah, she she comes with a, a, a fancy dowry. She does. So yeah, so I imagine all the all the young men are going. Oh yeah, I'll get your land. Well, not so much because no. she may be a fancy of land, but not fancy of face. This is true. And it's a small area. This is a hamlet. People aren't going to come from far and wide. <laughs> uh, maybe she, I mean, if if some guy had ridden in, kind of going, yeah, okay, fifty acre land, then she probably would have been falling for it, hook, line, and sinker. No, all she does is look across across the plains to the farm next door <laughs> at Walter Johns, a farmhand from the neighbouring uh... farm, and he's much younger than her. We don't really have details of what he looked like, but let's just pitch a full Diet Coke advert here. Yeah. I I think we should. We don't have enough hot guys taking their shirt off in you know in in, in and he's, Ohio. He's, he's working on the farm, Ooh. building up a sweat, all that plowing. I'm picturing him as hot. I mean, he yeah. could just be toothless and with a gut. And she's like, yes. 
But Martha was smitten, smitten. And she started a friendship with him. Mm -hmm. Definitely a friendship was formed. Was it in fact a relationship? Well, it seems to be. Martha's family certainly thought it was. And they didn't like it one bit. Mm. Well, Mm. no mother behaving with a much younger man. Yes, exactly. It's embarrassing for the family. Well, it's not her children. It's her family. Oh. uh, It's Sophie, Yenka the rest of the hazel family you know they live nearby obviously she's not moved true, true, far true. away and they do not approve of this she is a mother she's an old woman really at this time mm. she can't be cavorting with a younger man she has notions notions <laughs> above her station uh, uh, uh. you go for a cavort away no oh, we would love it if she did but she's running around with a lad half her age Martha's 72-year-old mother, Sophie, and her aunt, Lily, said she must stop this dalliance at once. She must be ashamed of herself. Uh, uh, uh. No, they don't approve of it. No, you can't have fun. Martha is furious. Mm. She roams about the house, muttering to herself, rows with them again and again and again about she should be allowed to do what she likes, but eventually cowed maybe by a domineering family and years of being told what to do. Mm. She finally relents and calls off the friendship at the end of 1924 okay fine we'll put it to rest let's all just enjoy a nice thanksgiving dinner (laughs) or because those family gatherings they're always so stress-free absolutely it's (laughs) it's wonderful when the family get together because there's no drama at all no dramas whatsoever absolutely don't you just love i mean like for us it's christmas thanksgiving how do people do it how do americans how do you do it so close together oh that's true yeah thanksgiving and then christmas you got november and then december just to see those fuckers again <laughs> excuse me my father listens to this how dare you say such a thing yes but he's a delight <laughs> even after a while he's sick of you well, this is probably true actually just leave my house <laughs> you've drunk all the booze just go <laughs> they all settled down for a nice thanksgiving dinner dinner was not a great event nick no mm. i can imagine it not being aside from the family drama of the night the food appears to be a little spoiled oh dear not so great all nearly all family members are struck by a terrible terrible illness terrible stomach pains oh. uh, not martha obviously well, no. but the sickness is horrific and suddenly all of martha's relatives are incapacitated complaining of terrible pains awful symptoms but one by one they slowly recover over the course of a week or so except for her mother sophie oh. Sophie's illness grew steadily worse until a month later on the 13th of December she is dead died from what doctors call stomach inflammation okay yeah because that's a diagnosis because that's what it is yeah you can bet your life that Martha was screaming her head off at the funeral, <laughs> singing her mother's favourite oh, hymn. Gorgeous. that'd be dramatic, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, she was singing at the Imagine top of her voice. Imagine the wailing there. But this was not the end, not the end of the mystery illness that befell Martha's family. No, 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 no. New Year's rolled round, and now Lily, the aunt, who had been so vocal with Sophie in her <laughs> disapproval of Martha's mm. choices, was suffering from terrible stomach pains again, as was Lily's husband, and all of her children. Oh dear. In an odd twist of fate, the children survived the ordeal, barely. But Lily and Fred were dead by February 1925. The Hansel Genka clan could not escape this wave of misfortune that seemed to be targeting this extended family. And as the year went on, more and more relatives were struck with terrible sickness, their stomachs burning, roaring with pain. Until a total of 17 people in or close to the family fell ill that winter. That's pretty good going. Christ. 
four children were partially paralysed by this sickness. Doctor's verdict? More information. Food poisoning. Food poisoning. Obviously, it's food well, poisoning. Well, it's going to be. It is. It probably was the food, uh, <laughs> and the food was indeed poisoned. I mean, they're so, right. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're leaping to conclusions there, aren't you? I am leaping, I am leaping. Getting ahead of myself there. I am a doctor of the time. You're leaping to conclusions, Dick. I believe it is angry stomachy death. <laughs> It's ginger. That's the problem. They all ate something bad. Really? They did. No need to investigate or intervene. Mm. As the mm. deaths went on, 17 people is going to draw the attention of the authorities. Yeah, of someone. Yeah. They won't go no- unnoticed for too long. Maybe a little too long, if you ask me. <laughs> but they start wondering why so many people of one family are getting ill. It's not until the final few adults in the family get sick where the doctors go, hmm. Maybe we should test for some stuff. Maybe there's a link. <laughs> Maybe there's some sort of link. Uh, at the same time, weirdly, there are also a lot of fires. Oh, right. Lot of fires, fires happening around hard scrubble. Okay. Like unknown assailants. Right. Unknown means, unknown causes, but there are fires nonetheless. <laughs> also, jewellery and tools from farms are going missing. Mm. Okay. Sounds like an exciting place to be. It is. This is nothing that they've ever had to encounter before. Yeah, there's a lot of fun going on there. So the doctors begin to test the most recent victims of this illness, as it were, and they find suspicious substances in their bodies. Fire. Fire. Fire is the cause. Inflammation, it will (laughs) do it. exactly. The press get hold of the story, and the area is in a panic. The Cleveland Press write... The ghost of a series of wanton murders apparently directed at the extermination of a peace-loving and industrious family today arose from the mud and slime of hard scrabble to add its ghostly name to Ohio's record of crime. Okay, nice. That makes no sense. (laughs) They they went for it, though. It's just words. There's a lot of words going on there. (laughs) Some things have happened and it's bad. (laughs) Another headline read, Super killer hunted in Medina County. Super killer. Brackets. Super killer is a murderer who kills for the mere joy of killing. (laughs) Oh, it's a technical term. It's a technical term. Right, this is a dictionary definition of a super killer. In the headline. In the headlines. I like the brackets. Super killer should come back. It's not just any killer. It's a super, super killer. killer. Looking into the desk, the hard scrabble sheriff <laughs> decided to pay a visit to the local druggist to have a look at the sales register. Just, you know, on the off chance, yep. maybe. It's probably nothing. Anyone nothing. bought any fire oh, recently? Exactly. Yeah. Just uh, who's bought flame? And we'll just look through. Oh, wait. Um, mm, mm. <laughs> so someone named Martha Wise has written a name in very big print. A lot of times. Has bought a terrifying amount of Arsenic! What is it, arsenic? Arsenic alarm! Arsenic alarm! Arsenic alarm! Oh, there it is. Martha has indeed been to the druggist to buy an awful lot of arsenic repeatedly. <laughs> Reportedly to kill rats. Of course. On her farm. Rats. rats. She goes in and says rats. Those family, those damn rats. <laughs> she doesn't... She probably says that. Oh, I have to kill my family. I mean rats. <laughs> They're vermin. What's it called? Kill my family. Rats in brackets. Rats. <laughs> <laughs> Super killer. Super killer. <laughs> so he's reading all of the parentheses that are put in there, like, uh, okay. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god, rats! <laughs> rats. No, wait, it's her. What? What? Let's just read it again. It's confusing. But the authorities come to see her, and she denies any wrongdoing. How dare they accuse her? And they go, okay. Well, in the meantime, we're just going to dig up Aunt Lily's body. 
and just make sure everything's fine. And of course, Aunt Lily's body is riddled, riddled with arsenic. It is in the stomach. It's in the digestive tract. That'll be the bloody cause of the inflammation. Yeah, yeah, that'll do it. Thank God someone pointed that out. (laughs) Not the doctors at the time. So Martha is brought to the police station to speak to the sheriff, Fred Roshan. Now, the sheriff's wife, Ethel, sits in on the questioning. (laughs) Right. Why? Oh, she has uh, she has tactics. Ethel. Okay, she's very important. I'm intrigued. What are you going to do, Ethel? Sheriff is questioning Martha, and she's denying everything. When she's brought in, she is weeping. She mm. is wailing. My heart bleeds for them. Absolutely. She says, "It must have been a monster that would kill them." The members of her family. My poor innocent mother. Why would they kill her? I sometimes think they were poisoned by accident because I cannot imagine anyone being so terrible. <laughs> All very fair. Fair points. The sheriff is there going, we know you've bought a lot of arsenic and everybody's ill and dead. Then Ethel decides to try a bold tactic. Oh. To this clearly disturbed yet stubborn woman. While Martha is being questioned, it started to rain heavily. Oh, rain. Yes, rain. I was wondering where that was going to come in. (laughs) Raining heavily on the police station, hammering the roof, hammering the windows. And Ethel leans into Martha and says, Listen, Martha, the rain, it is the voice of God. And it says, You did it, you did it, you did it. You did, you did, you did, you did. And that's all it needs for Martha to crack. Oh, for fuck's sake, Martha, (laughs) come on. (laughs) Breaks down and confesses, Oh, God, I did it. Yes, I did. I mean, what Ethel is some sort of genius going on there. Some sort of psychological mastermind. Uses the rain to break her. I wonder how many times Ethel used that over the course of her husband's (laughs) career. She's been in every interrogation for the past 20 years. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it worked, it worked. I told you it would work. Everyone brought in going, listen, the rain, <laughs> Ethel, no. <laughs> the rain says, you did it, you did it. Fuck off, Ethel. <laughs> now, this is still a tactic I'm going to use every okay. time that we need to have an argument. Listen, Nick, Nick, Nick. The rain, it's the voice of God, and it says, more Negronis, more Negronis, more Negronis. <laughs> oh, that's very good. Oh, Ethel, the hero. You can't believe that worked. <laughs> But yet Martha pours out her confession in the station. She says she says these uh, wonderful words. It was the devil who told me to do it. Um. He came to me while I was in the kitchen baking bread. He came to me while I was working in the fields. He followed me everywhere. Wow. She revealed that she had put arsenic in the water buckets and the coffee pots of the family home every time she visited. And she warned her children only never to drink any of the water in the family's house. She also admitted to starting fires around the town, saying, I like fires. (laughs) I like fires. I like funerals. I like fires. She said a little bit more. She also said they were red and bright. And I love to see the flames shooting up to the sky. Right. Yeah, I, th- I think, yeah, Moth has, has some issues. <laughs> she also said she saw the devil in the flames. Mm, one does. She says as well about why did she target the family. Well, she said that the family had told her she had no business wanting to get married again. That her mother and her aunt had told her she was old and ugly yeah. and they laughed at me. 
How many have not been very nice? And perhaps not to warrant such extremes, but they have not been pleasant. They've not, but they've been brutal with the truth. Why well, is that the truth? Yeah. I know <laughs> she's she's a woman. She's found someone, gone for a younger younger man. The younger man wasn't a younger man. Mm-hmm. He was in fully engaged with it. Uh, no. Well, I think it will later come out that Walter was not okay with oh, this. Okay. <laughs> Well, maybe not the truth, but still, she didn't like it. She was entitled to remarry. Absolutely. But at the time, it was not the start of the time. And she said, then the devil said, kill them. And mm. I did. Okay, that's less good. So Martha is unsurprisingly brought to trial. She's brought in front of the grand jury before she stands before mm. the murder trial. In March 1925, and she is branded in the press, of course, the Borgia of America. Meh. Of America. That's, that's a bold claim. To be fair, she has poisoned 17 people. She's poisoned poison more people than Lucretia Borgia did. <laughs> <laughs> so it's fair. It's, it's, yeah, absolutely. Lucretia Borgia should be called the Martha. <laughs> yeah, the Martha of Italy. <laughs> Which sounds weird. It doesn't have a quite the same ring to it, does it's it? It's a very Gilead kind of thing, yeah. But oddly, when she gets to trial, she decides to plead not guilty when okay. she actually gets to trial. In front of the grand jury, it doesn't really help her case. She says to the jury that she loved funerals so much that when there weren't enough, she was forced to kill to make more. It's not a great thing to say on in court, is it? Not so much, no. Yeah. So unsurprisingly, the defence, when she is put on trial for the murder of Aunt Lily, that's the one they put her on trial for, they go with insanity. Yeah. Very much hammering that home. I, I think they're probably right to do so. That bitch crazy. No, the other side are like, no, 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 no. She knew what she was doing. They try to implicate her boyfriend, allegedly, Walter Johns. Ooh. They try and see the sexy, sexy man who she was in a relationship. He was responsible. He was telling her to commit these crimes. He put it all in her head. He says, no, no, no. no. Not, not really interested in Martha at all. I was just around because I felt sorry for her. Oh, well, that's not what you want to hear, is it? There's other reports that claim that he did have a sexual relationship with her mm. and that she bought like a dog during sex. Okay. It's not the loving marriage-based relationship, possibly, that Martha thought in her head was going to happen. No, no, definitely not. Definitely not. I think he was maybe having a bit of fun and... Well, if he's having he's there having enough fun that she's barking like a dog, then you fucking go for it, love. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're having a great time. You have at it. Mm. You crack on. But he didn't convince her of murdering people. Yeah, yeah, I probably agree with that. So in the trial, Martha's own children came in to testify against her. Ooh. Her son, Lester, who's about 14 at the time, said he heard her talking about poison with a friend and that she had warned him not to drink any of the water in the Genka house. So not looking good. No. Oh, even worse, the Genka children who have been poisoned are brought into court to give evidence on stretches. Oh God! Like they're not, they can't bloody walk or say anything. Like, yes, that bitch did it. Like, and they're children still. Mm. So mm, it's not a good day for them. The defense had no chance. A lot of their witnesses fall apart. They have they have one family member who's going to testify in favor of Martha. She commits suicide. Her husband collapses as a result. They also had a witness who, under cross-examination, revealed that he had been convinced by the defense to lie and say that Martha was insane. So it's all just an absolute shambles. Martha, her own testimony on court, I don't have it, but it didn't help. It's not going to be good, I imagine. It's just her barking and showing her books. (laughs) 
setting fire to the courtroom. So it's not going to be... The judge's judge's hat. (laughs) (laughs) The jury took less than an hour to find her guilty for murder Mm. and she is sentenced to life because the jury did urge for mercy. Yeah, she's obviously not well. She's not well. She's not well. She knew what she was doing, but she ain't that crazy. Yeah. So she is sentenced to life in prison. In jail, Martha was a model prisoner. Mm. She worked hard. She was obedient. She was dutiful in all of her tasks. She seemed to thrive, really. Is that that structure, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, you're having that structure and you're not having to prove yourself or do anything to to get your meal or whatever. It's Mm. all very laid out, isn't it? Very much organised. Yeah. She was so good in prison that even though she'd had a life sentence with very strict restrictions around it, that the governor commuted her sentence to second-degree murder that allowed her to be paroled mm-hmm. at the age of 79. Wow, I'm impressed that she's going that long. Yep. So at the age of 79, when she's released, she leaves jail, but she finds that her family have completely shunned her. Yeah. No one's going to take her in. It's not going to be an easier life outside, is it? Her reputation as a prisoner has preceded her. She's turned away from homes for the elderly any place that she could take shelter, boarding houses, after three days on the outside, Martha voluntarily went back to prison. Yeah, so it's not, yeah, probably not much of a kindness really at that age to no. to kick her out of prison where she's been, yeah, used to this structure for so many years. Went back to prison, she carried on, her sentence was changed to allow her to stay yeah. in prison and she stayed there and died in 1971. Oh, wow aged 88 years old God. and that is the story of Martha Wise that's the Borgia of America that's pretty good. we've definitely not done that story before <laughs> yes I'm so glad we haven't done that yeah. story but there is, there, there is a, there, there's another Wise one which I think is a German one yes which I think was where the confusion has come and we've also um, done two Martha stories yeah, so yeah definitely not come that one it's, oh, that's a very good story and there was another story that we did where someone liked funerals as well but not yeah. as much as her <laughs> not as much I don't think anyone <laughs> like funerals as much as I have. <laughs> so there you go that's the story of Martha Wise so I, I said at the beginning is it is it sad or not because yeah she she, she tried to kill 17 people yeah. she definitely killed two it, it's it's hazy some other I people mean, may it, have died it is it is sad I mean it's sad because obviously she was she was a very unwell woman yes oh yes so there's definitely she was just a poorly poorly woman mm. um and that it came to that is obviously desperately sad that it came to that also I think she was not treated well. She did not have a good no. life. No, she did not um, have a good life. Which probably exacerbated what she, what she ended up doing. But of course, no, it can't be. It can't be forgiven. But there is, I, I do feel there is some sympathy there. And obviously, the jury said that because they were asked, they recommended mercy. So mm. they recognised that it was a, it was a sad case. Really, it was a very mm. whole thing was a very sad affair. She clearly had mental health issues. Oh, for sure. From what, when she was younger, there there. Were, every indication that there were health issues that mm. were never diagnosed they never would have been diagnosed uh, yeah absolutely in this literal kind of tiny tiny town and area in the middle of nowhere she was not going to get the help she needed and no. she was just like you know, you work on the farm and you carry on and you just do this and you get married and you work on the farm and you do this and like oh you're not going to have a happy blissful life no however when she she clearly had had enough at one point and then decided to crack and then thought oh this poisoning thing is a really good idea yeah but I can, say she's, I can also say that she, she's had this horrendous life with, with obviously this man who is just using her as labour mm. um, and 
he dies and she thinks okay now is my time to to live and to have a have have my life that i should have had mm. and her family go fuck off you're really old um, <laughs> so, so it's, a sli- it's a slight yeah. probable delusion that the young man like yeah, yeah probably absolutely. he showed her some attention probably thinking like oh she's rich she's got a huge yeah, farm but... and mistakenly thought oh this is it and you're all against me so if i poison you i'm gonna get my revenge against you i'm mm. gonna take all my aggression and anger but the entire family everyone it was a, it was ex- that was an extreme reaction and the children as well yeah. horrific enough to poison one person but the entire family indiscriminate of age and they guilt took and it a any bit far, involvement maybe. yes yes that's what comes of going to a box social oh yeah well indeed it's a dangerous place it's a dangerous place with yeah. chicken sandwiches absolutely <laughs> <laughs> what do you think people do you know the story of martha wise are you from ohio do you know hard scrabble you know the area <laughs> have you passed through it is it still there I think it is still there, according to the map. According to the map, it's still there. I zoomed in on it a lot <laughs> and went, oh, okay. Oh, well, there it Tell is. Tell me the local history of it. Tell me the ways <laughs> of the place. I did look up pictures of it, and I found pictures of graveyards and derelict buildings. That's what there is. So it sounds awesome. Let's go there. <laughs> do you know the story? What do you think of Martha? Do you think she elicits sympathy? Do you think it was just an awful situation for a woman who probably had mental health problems in an area that just was not equipped to deal with them? But also, she tried to kill a lot of people. What do we think of the morals of this story? Jump on the comments of wherever you listen to this story on any of the platforms and on social media if you're on it. Tell us what you think in private messages or share it amongst your friends over a dinner party. Swill a brandy and tell them, oh, by the way, I heard this very fascinating story. Maybe you should talk about it and maybe we should discuss it. Yep. But most importantly... Well, I was going to say, you, you, wouldn't be, you shouldn't be swilling a brandy. You should certainly be swilling a flip. Well, if you swilled a flip, it would go over their faces. This is, well, uh, less vigorous swelling. <laughs> That's more of the box social. That's what happens. <laughs> but yes, do, do, yeah, I mean, do try, do try the three storms flip. We downed it. Yeah, absolutely. No, we, we, they went down very well. So the recipe will be out this evening. We've also had dark and stormies, because why the hell not? Mm. So I might put the recipe out for them as well. Let's go mad. Mm. Let's have two cocktails today. There's always room for a dark and stormy. Always it's room. a classic. Yeah. Flip. I like a yeah, flip. Yeah, flip. Absolutely. Mm. If you if you if you like an egg, if you don't mind a raw egg, then have at it. It's really good. And we recommend you do try it. If try you're it. Feeling on the fence. If you're kind of like, ooh, raw egg. I'm not sure about it. You need to give it a go. You're not gonna get raw egg taste or no, feeling. It's not absolutely slimy. Not. It's none of that. It's beautiful. It is in cocktails for a reason. Yep, absolutely. So use as an excuse. Get brave down a few whiskeys beforehand down a few dark and stormies and then have an egg flip which is a bad way to end an evening actually I feel like with a nice eggy drink start the night and then see where it leads (laughs) and tell us what you think if you are trying a vegan alternative to this cocktail text us yeah let us us know I suppose there is a vegan egg alternative yeah Um, does it work in a slightly side note I have tried to make a white lady with aquafaba before you have uh, didn't, yeah, doesn't 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 really work. I don't know if there's a vegan alternative for like egg yolk there as well. There is. I'm yes. Not, so give it a go. Well, I just know how it goes. The whole point of an egg yolk and egg white is mouthfeel, not taste. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So if it gives you the mouthfeel, do it. Yeah. Much like the box. <laughs> Sad. <laughs> and meet us at the box social later <laughs> with your drinks. And your fancy decorated boxes. Oh, I can't wait. I'm going to make a box. How would you decorate your box? Send us pictures, guys. (laughs) Not that. I've just thought it through. (laughs) 
Thanks for listening, guys. We have been the people inside the Poisoner's Cabinet. We will see you next week. And remember, your loved ones are trying to kill you. Bye. Bye.